For 25 years, we have been Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick. This week, multiple major stories with significant implications for the Indiana economy. And we have it all covered for you on this week's show. In Fort Wayne, General Motors announcing a $632 million investment in its truck plant there to support next generation production of internal combustion engine trucks. The investment to secure the future for nearly 4,000 workers at the Allen County plant. Meantime, in St. Joseph County, a GM-Samsung SDI joint venture this week confirming plans to invest a whopping $3.5 billion to build an electric vehicle battery plant with some 1,700 jobs just east of New Carlisle. It's the latest in a series of big EV investments in Indiana. We start a new chapter, July 1 next year, as IUPUI dissolves and two outstanding universities. For IU Indianapolis, our vision is grounded in the belief that a world-class city deserves and its future demands a truly world-class research university right here in the heart of our city. And in Indianapolis, a transformational day as Indiana University and Purdue University make it official, signing documents creating uh, IU Indianapolis and Purdue in Indianapolis, a move expected to have a really big impact not only on the two schools, but also potentially on the state economy as well. In moments, I'll talk with IU President Pam Witten and Purdue President Meng Chang about their vision and what this monumental move is all about. But first, I am joined in studio by Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb, who has just returned from a trade trip uh, to Europe. Governor, uh, thanks for joining us. I know you're probably a bit uh, jet-lagged, maybe, so I appreciate you making the trip. Yeah, I am so thrilled to be back home in Indiana and uh, with a lot of good news to share. What yeah. a week it was. Yeah, a big week indeed. Let's start with uh, that big announcement. EV battery uh, factory near New Carlisle, St. Joseph County, $3.5 billion, 1,700 jobs. General Motors, Samsung, SDI. This is a plant that's already go back a ways with a different partner it looked like well it's not going to happen but GM obviously really liked this idea and got this deal done yeah perseverance and and great teammates across the board when you think about General Motors heritage in the state of Indiana and Bedford and in uh, Marion in Fort Wayne decades I, I talked to Mary Barra uh, when I was overseas and she was remarking about folks who were at the Fort Wayne plant in 1986 and 24 of them still there celebrating this day mm -hmm. uh, that's just arrived. And it's what a new day it is. But when you think about Indiana's legacy and, again, heritage in the automobile industry mm -hmm. and all the innovation that's occurring, we are truly a leader not being left behind when it comes to the mobility transition that's occurring globally. Mm -hmm. And so when you rewind the tape, not just you know a few months ago, back down to Kokomo, Indiana, mm -hmm. when Stellantis and Samsung SDI, mm -hmm. and now you've got another major mm -hmm. auto OEM, General Motors, with, um, with Samsung SDI. Yeah. This is, this is just really good news for the state of Indiana's future. I, yeah, I caught up with Indiana Secretary of Commerce Brad Chambers and asked him about the, the GM interest in Indiana. Here's what he had to say. GM, in the last 22 months, has announced investments in Marion, Bedford, Fort Wayne, and now 
up in the northern part of the state, right? And and so in, GM has has leaned into Indiana. They they have chosen us as a partner of choice to grow their business. So that that fact, uh, you with that that massive investment through multiple uh, locations. Uh, bodes well potentially for Indiana. Bodes well on multiple fronts. When you think about the transitions, industry transitions that are occurring in defense and construction materials and mobility, um, again, billions of dollars of investment has been occurring in the state of Indiana. So it's almost like the table's tilting toward our state. When you think about steel production, when you think about cement production, when you think about defense, uh, with Rolls-Royce and Saab and GE Aviation, when you think about Skywater semiconductors, again, we are building the supply chain and the ecosystem where businesses, because of our proud workforce, mm-hmm. want to be a part of this you know, success. The $600 plus million dollar investment in Fort Wayne to secure the futures for nearly 4,000 jobs. No new jobs, but security going forward. Yeah. You mentioned cement. That's not a yeah. kind of a sexy topic, right, if you right, will. Right. But another big announcement as they kind of christened <laughs> that massive second largest cement plant uh, yeah. in North America in Mitchell, Indiana, southern yeah. Indiana. I mean, cement and steel, right? It's foundational to everything that we do from the ground up. And so you're welcome, America. We are the number one steel producing state in America, and we've got the second biggest cement uh, plant in North America. So construction doesn't occur, and we're doing unprecedented amounts of construction just ourselves here in the state of Indiana, but these are Midwestern powerhouses. We're shipping this stuff all over the country. So again, uh, the hiring continues, and these are high wage, not just jobs when you're talking about the 1,700 jobs up in New Carlisle or the 1,000 construction jobs. These are careers. These are high wage careers. So uh, Advantage Indiana, we're seeing, we continue to see a lot of checkered flags. Good. I uh, want to talk to you about your trade trip just back uh, from Europe uh, in our next segment. Uh, and also talk about transition, whether it's manufacturing, uh, hydrogen energy, those types of things. Right. We'll talk about that yeah. coming up next when we continue our conversation with Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb. Wow, Gary, you know, I think I've known you for 30 years. The bulk of my professional career and your professional career, we both met each other doing different things. And I still remember the day that you said that you were gonna leave to start Inside Indiana Business and how I thought it was really cool, but I also thought it was pretty crazy because I thought the gig you had before was fine and why would you wanna leave it? And I'm so glad that you did, as are all of us who care about Central Indiana and frankly, the entire state of Indiana. There's nobody that's been a better advocate for business in the state of Indiana, for telling the stories about the great things that happen through the businesses in Indiana than you have through Inside Indiana Business. Congratulations on 25 years. And man, I know we're a little older, but I hope we got 25 more left. Welcome back to the second part of our sit-down interview with Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb, who just completed his 15th trade mission as governor. And and, and Governor, I know you made a lot of stops. (laughs) Uh, in Portugal and, and France. A lot of talk about transition in the manufacturing sector, you know, going to EVs, microelectronics, those types of things, but also in areas like energy, hydrogen. Yeah. That was a topic yeah. on this trip. Yes, it was. In both, in both uh, Portugal and France, the transition to a more all-of-the-above of approach, including hydrogen, including nuclear, um, it was a fascinating discussion to talk about all the renewable energy sources um, and how we can work together, uh, both in Portugal and France. And so um, connectivity is key to all of this. And so we were able to um, make our pitch again for another transatlantic flight into, into Paris. 
it's critically important uh, that Indiana remain connected to the marketplace. And once we get you here, you know, we can we can ship your goods everywhere, but we want to expand our expand our map. That deal still alive? I know you had conversations with Air sure. France to get that transatlantic flight. A lot of people have been anticipating sure. it would happen. Nothing yet, but you feel confident this can happen? I, I feel confident at some point it will, and uh, our case is persuasive. It was when we had the direct nonstop flight to Paris with Delta. Uh, this is just a matter of kind of coming out of the pandemic, how the airlines open up different slots and routes around the world. And so we're a, we're a growing economy and a, and a growing population, and it makes us very attractive for not just, not just America, but for the world. Motorsports is another sector you talked about, and that's a, an industry in Indiana that has really seen a lot of momentum. Andretti Auto Sport, uh, Sport with a new uh, global headquarters, Ray Hall, big investment. Uh, you can go on down the McLaren, list, uh, McLaren yeah, yeah. Uh, as well. You attended uh, the uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans. Talk about that. And, and Indiana's, yeah. again, the opportunity for more investment in motorsports. Yeah, I could talk for two weeks about this. I mean, with so many similarities between France and Indiana, and you might not think that at first blush, mm -hmm. but, you know, France was in large part built by, you can take a tour, I did, of the catacombs where they were, um, getting all the limestone to build these massive, uh, gorgeous buildings around and around Paris and France. Also racing. So we just celebrated a few years ago our our 100th anniversary of the Indy 500. They just did this year the 100th anniversary of Le Mans. And both of these, Carl Fisher, originally from Indiana, went to France back in 1905 to learn about all the innovation and test tracks and then builds the Indy 500 here. We're still learning from motorsports all the you know OEMs are now very active in uh, these motorsport races because they're learning what's going to end up in their OEM. In fact, whether it be Cadillac or Corvette or Stellantis, you fill in the blank. All yeah. of them: Toyota, Honda, um, General Motors. Uh, that's in large part. I saw Mary uh, Barra at the race uh, by no no coincidence, and so. You know, all this investment that's occurring in hospitality and motorsports, it's also generating the next generation of uh, yep. mobility. Literally, I literally have 15 seconds, sure. unfortunately, but, but IU and Purdue and Indianapolis, it's going to happen. Impact, in your view, the I, I am not embarrassed by our riches having two world-class universities like Purdue and Indiana University. It is going to be out of one, two powerhouses. Mm -hmm. And to get more uh, graduates staying here in the state of Indiana, to have this urban center, to have a bioscience institute, come, engineering institute come out of it, this, is, this bodes really well for the next 50 years of Indiana. Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb, uh, fresh off of a uh, trade trip to Europe. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Great to be here, as always. All right. Well, coming up, uh, again, history in the making at IUPUI. The presidents of both IU and Purdue signing that agreement to give the universities their own identities in Indianapolis. Both presidents share their vision with me for the future coming up. Well, this week's IBJ from Birdies. To birds, transforming the former Wolf Run golf course in Zinesville into a nature preserve. Find out what's in store for the 215 acres there. Plus a new app that makes finding a specific item easier when shopping at the mall. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. 
We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank. All rights reserved. A historic day in Indianapolis. Trustees approving and leadership signing a definitive agreement to realign what since 1969 has been IUPUI into two separate institutions, Indiana University, Indianapolis, and Purdue University in Indianapolis. The move designed to increase the profile of the schools in Indianapolis, drive enrollment, and serve as a catalyst for the state economy. It officially takes effect July 1 of next year. Well, this week, I spoke with the presidents of each university about how the realignment will unfold and the potential impact on Indianapolis and the state of Indiana. First, IU President Pamela Witten, who says work has already begun. We are uh, moving ahead aggressively to address all the wonderful things that are going to be happening at IU Indianapolis, uh, really focusing on growing the science tech corridor where we'll both be uh, training the workforce that we need, as well as really ramping up research and discovery. And you talk about research. Uh, the vision here, as I understand it, uh, uh, for my U is to really create a world-class research uh, institution in the heart of the capital city. That's right. That's great. We know that, that great cities have great research universities, and that's exactly what we're going to bring to Indianapolis is the world's best urban research university. Talk about the work that has already been done. Uh, the legislature uh, approved uh, funding and, and things are, are really rolling here on campus. We are already making plans for 60 million that was provided for capital to literally build new research space and new laboratories. We are moving forward to double the Luddy School of Informatics and Engineering right here in Indianapolis. We are identifying about 30 uh, science research faculty that we're gonna go ahead and start recruiting next year as well. So we're rocking and rolling. The connection and the proximity to business and industry here in Indianapolis, I know it's important to Purdue. I know it's important to IU as well. How, how will that uh, connection uh, with business and industry unfold? It is pivotal and vital to the success for the dreams that both IU and Purdue have. And so, you know, we already do a lot of good collaborative work with industry in the state of Indiana, but we particularly want to ramp that up in terms of creating opportunities for our students to be embedded in industry, to create the workforce and also the research and discovery, because we don't want to just work well with business and industry here now. We want to play a leading role in recruiting and attracting industry to Indianapolis as well. What did you talk about that and the potential impact uh, on Indianapolis, central Indiana, and really the entire state? As you look at Indiana University, IU, and Indianapolis, what's the potential impact uh, on the state? It's enormous. It is enormous. Uh, we're going to see an impact economically in terms of you know, ramping up opportunities for current and future business that we've talked about. We're going to see an opportunity to, to train and retain the workforce. A lot of people don't realize that almost 90% of the students who attend this campus and get an IU degree right now stay in the state of Indiana. So as we ramp up the, the students that we prepare for the jobs we need in the future, we're going to see even more workforce available in the areas and the fields that we need. And in terms of that broader vision of this, uh, the surrounding neighborhood, 16 Tech not far away, Elanco with its expansion not far away as well. How about the impact on the neighborhood? Uh, and you see that, uh, that connection to the neighborhood. We do, we do. So, so if you just look at a map and you watch what's going on both here and the other places that you referenced in Indianapolis, 
we're poised to really create an ecosystem in the whole city for the things that we want to become. But it's also important uh, to us to remember those that originated here in this spot. And so we're working hard um, and, and are, are, are really excited, frankly, to work with our, with our neighbors and the people that, that from and you know, are from here and surround this community so that IU Indianapolis is a, is a space and is a place that they feel connected to and they feel is part of their neighborhood and life as well. IU President Pamela Witten, I also this week sat down with Purdue President Meng Chang, who says the school's presence in Indianapolis will extend beyond the downtown Indy campus. As you look at the physical presence of Purdue in Indianapolis, you'll take space on what is now the northeast corner of the IUPUI campus, but you will also have locations throughout Indianapolis. And that's an important part, I think, of the model that you're trying to establish here. Yes, absolutely. So Purdue University in Indianapolis will be operating, yes, uh, out of the five current buildings uh, that science and engineering in what is still now today IUPUI. But furthermore, we have 28 acres to operate on that are lots today and parking garages today. Uh, but even more than that is how we're going to partner with businesses. Uh, throughout the city of Indianapolis, we will be expanding enrollment. We will be creating new companies. We will be connecting talents with industry. And we'll be maximizing the unique strength of Indianapolis, such as sports technology or biomedical solutions. Are there examples, other examples around the country uh, of, of colleges and universities creating urban environments uh, partnerships? Right, you know, there are examples such as Cornell Tech out of Ithaca. They created a campus in Manhattan, but it's not quite the same. Uh, for one, here we're talking about uh, two outstanding universities arise in the city of Indianapolis. And furthermore, uh, this is not just about engineering and technology, computer science. This is about Purdue bringing comprehensively degrees from West Lafayette, all the colleges, departments out of West Lafayette to Indianapolis, including business, digital agriculture, HTM, for example. I know something you're very excited about and have talked a lot about is that 63-mile uh, hardtech corridor stretching yes. from downtown Indianapolis, Purdue and Indianapolis, uh, downtown, through the Leap Innovation District in Lebanon up to yes. the Purdue campus. Well, first of all, as you know, that Governor Holcomb, Secretary Chambers, uh, have done a great job in creating the LEAP district in Lebanon and happens to be the midpoint. You've got to trust Google map on this, you know, 63 miles, 65, depending where exactly is the end point. But yes, that hard tech corridor right here from downtown Indianapolis through Lebanon LEAP district to Discovery Park district in West Lafayette. So Purdue bookending both sides of this corridor and what do you mean by hard tech, right? People ask me. It means where you can touch the technology. What we make, what we grow, what we move. It's about uh, pharmaceutical industry, biomedical industry, transportation, aerospace industry. It's about digital agriculture and semiconductor industry. So that is the heart of the Silicon Heartland here, that we make things, move things, and we grow things. And this hard tech corridor will be economic engine for growing economic vibra uh, uh, prosperity and a vibrant job creating corridor. So it's the corridor for jobs, it's the corridor for innovation, it's the corridor for workforce and talents. Both President Chung and also IU President Witten say there will be significant opportunity for collaboration between the two schools 
Again, the new IU in Purdue and Indianapolis begins with the fall semester of next year. Well, we revisit the historic Attica Hotel coming up, once the famous haunt of Al Capone and Bing Crosby, now fighting demolition, downtown Attica's last-ditch effort to save a piece of its past. IBJ Media honors a wide variety of professionals throughout the year, and we are currently accepting nominations for IBJ's Tech Exec of the Year and Tech Points Tech 25 and IBJ's Women of Influence Awards. Women of Influence honors local women who've demonstrated professional excellence and leadership in their careers and community service. More at ibj.com slash nomination. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, Mitchell in southern Indiana making headlines this week after unveiling a new cement plant and saving downtown Attica. Those stories in our Around Indiana segment with Mary Rachel Redmond. Mitchell, Indiana, now home to the second largest cement plant in North America. Texas-based Heidelberg Materials says the new facility can produce 2.4 million tons of cement a year and will help address cement supply chain shortages in the U.S. It's the single largest capital investment that the company has done in its 150-year history. Another major investment, this time in Montgomery County, where Nucor announced it will continue to expand. The steelmaker investing $115 million to build a second manufacturing facility in Crawfordsville that will create up to 200 new jobs. This comes on the heels of Nucor's $290 million expansion of its sheet steel mill there. Advanced Cold Storage Logistics Company, New Cold, planning a $150 million expansion in Lebanon that would make it the largest automated cold storage building in the country. The Netherlands-based company also adding 100 jobs. If these bricks could talk, oh, the stories they'd tell. That's a snippet of me from outside the historic Attica Hotel in 2020 when we first featured downtown Attica in our Endangered Indiana series. Right now, there's a last-ditch effort to save the historic landmark and the proposal much bigger than just a historic restoration. The influx of jobs in the greater Lafayette area and expansion of the West Lafayette Airport has developers taking a renewed interest in the Attica Hotel. The data shows renovating Indiana's fourth oldest hotel instead of tearing it down is cheaper, cheaper by more than a million dollars. It's Mary Rachel Redmond reporting. She'll be keeping an eye on that Attica story. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Inside Indiana Business. We leave you this week with a look at the IUPUI campuses, IU and Purdue make history. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.